Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A plea from one family to another. Where is Gabby Petito? We beg you to tell us. A plea to the family of her fiancé who won't talk. I'm Sean Adams. Hundreds of parolees locked up on minor violations will be released from Rikers under a bill to be signed into law today by Governor Hochul. I'm Marla Diamond at the governor's east side office. Tourists beat up an Upper West Side hostess over vaccine proof. It happened at Carmine's. Joe Connolly is seeing a merger of sports and leisure companies. And in the news radio archives for this date, when a bomber hit the Jersey Shore and Chelsea in a weekend of terror. This is Friday, September 17th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Choppy surf with an offshore system and rip current risk very high. It's a cloudy, muggy day today as we head into the 70s. It's Friday. I'm Paul Bourdain. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. In the news, the family of Gabby Petito is begging her boyfriend's family for help in finding their daughter. Sean Adams is here now with the latest on this missing 22-year-old from Long Island. Sean? Please tell us what you know. That is the plea from one family to another. 22-year-old Gabby Petito from Long Island went on a cross-country road trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. He returned to his parents' home in Florida alone a few weeks ago, and he will not reveal what happened to Petito. Attorney Richard Stafford speaking on behalf of Gabby's parents. They're at the point that that desperation is turning to anger. They know that the Landrys know where their daughter is and they will not tell them. A month ago, police in Moab, Utah, intervened during an emotional incident between these two young people. My vibe is like, I'm going to be like in a bad mood. And I was just saying, I'm sorry if I'm in a bad mood. I'm just really stressed. I had so much work I was doing on my computer this morning. You can make out there on the body cam footage that uh, the young woman was emotional. She was upset. Police determined, though, that it was Petito who hit and scratched laundry. Uh, but it did not rise to the level of a domestic assault, so they separated the couple for the night. After that, no one knows what happened. Petito's family, they believe they last heard from her in Wyoming, maybe, in late August. The one person who should know where she is won't say a word. Wayne, Paul? And Sean, there, there's also talk about a homicide investigation in Utah. Any possible connection there? So at the same time that Petito and uh, Laundrie were in Moab, Utah, there was a double homicide. Newlyweds, two women, shot to death on a hiking trail. At this point, there is no concrete link, but police are taking a close look to see if uh, there could be a connection. Uh, the, the women had complained about, in their words, a weirdo stalking their campsite. 
Sean Adams with the latest on that case. Thank you, Sean. And after 10 recent deaths at Rikers Island and an attempted suicide during a tour of lawmakers this week, the governor is about to ease the parole rules. Let's get details about that from reporter Marla Diamond. Uh, ease the rules how, Marla? Uh, Wayne, by signing into law what's known as the Less is More Act, allowing for the release of inmates at Rikers for technical parole violations like missing a curfew, being late for an appointment, or drug and alcohol use. Republican state lawmakers objected to the measure, but it was passed by the Democratic majority, and Governor Hochul appeared poised to sign it earlier this week to ease the crisis at the jail. We are looking at any issues that might be with it, but it's uh, very much uh, on my mind. And we'll be letting you know very soon. I assure you, all will be answered in the next few days. A spokesperson for the governor released a statement last night saying she is deeply concerned about the conditions at Rikers and her office is in ongoing discussions with the city and legislative leaders on what can be done to improve safety both immediately and in the long term. Hey, Marla, any question about how this uh, might have impact the... Uh the population at Rikers Island, which has been in a downward spiral, as you've been reporting. Uh, Paul, according to prisoner advocates, there are about 270 being held at Rikers on technical parole violations. This is out of over 6,000 de detainees. They are asking Governor Hochul to use her executive power to implement the law immediately since it is not expected to take effect until March of next year. Marta Diamond reporting on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. <clears throat> New Jersey and Ben and & Jerry's are no longer perfect together. The state is pulling its pension money out of Unilever, Ben & Jerry's parent company, for refusing to sell its product in Israeli-occupied territories. New Jersey has a law prohibiting public investments in companies that engage in boycotts, and that's what they consider this. Ben & Jerry says it is inconsistent with its values to be present in what it calls an internationally recognized illegal occupation. Stay with us. It's the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Did you know it's the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup? In case you didn't know. We're big on the emphasis around here. Craig Allen is here with the weather day ahead. Craig? We've got a cloudy sky for most of the day, similar to yesterday. And uh, this time around, there could be a few showers, possibly a rumble or two of thunder out east. But most of this uh, will stay across portions of Connecticut, Long Island, Jersey Shore. Best chance for seeing some showers today. And high 74 to 78. There will be a high rip current risk at all the ocean beaches right on through Saturday at least possibly into Sunday tomorrow will turn out to be a better day with clouds and any shower through mid or late afternoon they're just one or two scattered about but otherwise some sunshine and the humidity will actually start coming down 80 to 85 leading us into a beautiful Sunday mostly sunny and a high right around 80 it's six, uh, 71 degrees humidity 84 percent and a northeast wind at 16 miles per hour the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures pointing to a lower opening this morning. Joe Connolly's here with the merger of sports and leisure companies, Joe. We're talking about some fun companies today, Paul, in golf and boating and outdoor recreation. They're taking advantage of changes in people's habits because they think these changes will be largely permanent and the companies will be able to grow faster by selling more products, or if business slows, they'll have more product lines. For instance, Callaway Golf bought top golf practice ranges and entertainment sites. Private investors bought a golf carts business, and it appears the new interest in golf last summer continued this year. 
Boat sales were at a 13-year high last year, so Winnebago RVs has bought Barletta boats. Continued restrictions have made it difficult to determine which habits will stick and which will fade as the world gets back to a more normal state. But leisure companies are betting that even once Americans feel comfortable attending sports events and visiting movie theaters again, they won't want to give up their time and some of the new outdoor pastimes that they have picked up. All right, Joe, welcome back, by the way. You may have the same strange experience around the office that we have where you see your coworkers and you kind of wave. Oh, nice to see you. You go to hug them, but you can't do that, so you kind of bump elbows or wave with your masks on from a distance. I'm just beaming to be back and... I told Wayne, unbelievable, I, the coffee cart was still there. I haven't been there in a long time. The guy who owns the coffee cart says, welcome back. And yeah. he pulled down my mask, you, you know, so he could see me. But even before I did that, he said, welcome back. We said, oh, how are you? It's great to see you. I've wondered about you guys. He says, milk, no sugar. <laughs> he remembered my order. Joe, you have a memorable face, a very friendly face. That's a really amazing story. That's, that guy should run for office. Unbelievable. Joe Connolly on the Morning News Roundup. Here's a story that makes you wonder what people in the restaurant business are going through these days, times as they are. A hostess at Carmine's Upper West Side got into a, a violent back and forth last evening. She did what she was supposed to do, ask for proof of vaccination. CBS 2's Natalie Dudridge. <laughs> Cell phone video shows several women involved in a scuffle that almost knocks over the hostess booth at Carmine's restaurant on Broadway and West 90th around 5 o'clock last night. The NYPD says a 24-year-old hostess was punched, slapped, and pushed when she asked a group of diners to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination, a city policy to eat indoors. Police say three women from Texas, a 44-year-old and her 21-year-old daughter, and a 49-year-old woman became enraged, even yanking off the victim's necklace during the assault. She was okay and declined medical attention. The three Texas women arrested on charges of assault and criminal mischief, too. From our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for September 17th. Top story this evening. Police are on full alert after an intentional blast at 8.30 tonight at 131 West 23rd Street in Chelsea. 2016. Injuring 29 people. The explosion was so strong it vaulted a heavy steel dumpster 120 feet through the air. Windows shattered 400 feet away. And then... They found a secondary seam on 27th Street. Another uh, explosive of some sort. Uh, and they're saying it was an intentional act. Both of the Chelsea bombs were in pressure cookers and contained an explosive that suggests a new sophistication. The Chelsea bombs bear similarities to a pipe bomb explosion that same morning at the 5K run in Seaside Park. This went on for three days. The next day, bombs were found in a backpack at the NJ Transit train station in Elizabeth. Linden police caught Ahmed Rahimi of Elizabeth, the suspect, in a shootout. His YouTube account listed jihadist propaganda videos as favorites. He's in prison today with no chance for parole. 2011, when financial activists representing the 99% occupied Zuccotti Park near Wall Street to protest the 1% who control so much wealth. Sorry for the inconvenience. We are trying to change the world. For a full two months in the fall of 2011, they camped out, got in the faces of the suit and tie crowd, and eventually got kicked out by Mayor Michael Bloomberg. New York City, 1967, The Doors appear on The Ed Sullivan Show. Ed Sullivan requested they not sing the line, Girl, We Couldn't Get Much Higher. You know that it would be untrue. 
So what do you think Jim Morrison did? Well, here's a recording of that show. Let's listen. If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much The Doors never appeared on Ed Sullivan again. This is September 17th. Stay informed. Stay connected. Subscribe to the WCBS 880 All Local at WCBS880.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.